Welcome to the Money GPS. You came here for the truth, so let me unveil that for you today. I know it's on your mind, it's on mine. Recession, inflation. This video is for everyone. I got information about the US, I got China, I got Japan, I got Europe. Let's get into all of it, beginning with this. Google search activity for recession is at the highest, and this chart goes back to 2004. Because what we are seeing today right now is truly something historic. What does that mean? Not only, I talked about in the previous video, some didn't get it. In the previous video, I highlighted the fact that we've never had interest rates this low for this long. And then try to reverse course. And not just reverse course, but try to do so at an extremely fast rate. And doing that obviously has negative impacts on the market, the jobs, and so on. People know what's up. People know what's going on internally, maybe subconsciously, they don't understand all the nuances when they probably don't even know what the Federal Reserve is, but they can see the actual evidence in front of their eyes. They watch as they go to the store, the prices are getting higher and everybody around them is talking about the same thing. On the right-hand side, University of Michigan consumer sentiment is at the lowest it has been. This chart goes all the way back to the 1950s. So what does this tell us? That individuals, they see products and they are starting to say, no, thank you. That is demand destruction. This is what the Federal Reserve is trying to create. They admit that. I've shown you this. And they know now, it is highlighted in that previous video to this one, that the Federal Reserve says this will not be a soft landing. What does that mean for you? We will discuss that here in this video. And I've covered that many times before. The house price to rent ratio since 1980, we're basically at the highest. So when you look at this house price to rent ratio, you look at house price to income ratio. I actually like that one even better, but just gives you an idea. I want to talk about that uh, just for a moment. Imagine the average median household income. You take that and measure that against, you know, house price. You can do this for anything, uh, really, but the average household, what do they make? What do they make this year? What did they make 10 years ago? What did they make 20 years? And so on. And you see how that has really changed because it's it should always be somewhat equal. I mean, there's going to be differences depending on the markets. But right now today, it is truly excessive. So you see this coming up at a time in which we've had super low interest rates for such a long time. Those super low interest rates, they don't help you as an employee. That's not how it works. It helps out those asset prices, particularly risk assets. The same thing pops up with any of these other ratios, okay? And you just see the markets getting all out of whack. Measures of trend CPI inflation. Now, the expectation here, it's unusual as far as I'm concerned, but the expectation is that, you know, yes, inflation continues around the world to get higher and higher, but we don't have to worry because it's going to come down. Now, it very, very well may come down. No, no, no doubt about that, please. Okay. Deflation, right? What's going to create deflation? Well, they can do this, like I said, with demand destruction. Double D. They need that double D. How do you get that? Well, of course, you increase interest rates dramatically. What I believe, personally, is that this interest, this inflation rate will continue to go up. However, if the Federal Reserve is actually going to stay strong, and all the other central banks 
and actually try to push that down by increasing interest rates, they can, you know, really stifle the flames, let's say. However, it's going to get to a certain point where asset prices start falling way too much. Maybe there's an employment problem where unemployment starts to pick up and then the Federal Reserve has to reserve a reverse course. But in doing so, if anybody has studied the 1970s, if you don't stifle the flames initially, it will come back on you. Have you ever had that happen? I know I have. You light a fire, you put it out, you walk away, it, it's out. I mean, it's out. But underneath, the fire's still burning. And three hours later, you look and your fire is going red hot, right? That analogy is, you know, really apparent right now. You look at it in the 70s, same situation. So we have to be very careful, the actions that they take. This goes further up. You look at not just the United States data, but all around the world, same situation. China's consumer confidence index has basically fallen off a cliff. At the same time, we look around the world, same situation. This right now just shows us that with the lockdowns, with inflation, with everything going red hot, in every sense of the word, this right now in China happens to be affecting them. In fact, in recent months, the word layoff has been trending on their search engine. So their Google equivalent, Baidu, um, they have been trending. Isn't that interesting? Okay, So they're concerned, just like we see in the United States, in Europe, Australia, New Zealand, Canada, so on. Now, I have been a vocal critic of quantitative easing. And I made that very clear since my first book came out. What I look at here with what Japan is doing is an extreme example. Now, you can split hairs and you can call it what you want. But this central bank, look, who's buying? I don't think people realize this. Who's buying the stuff that Japan is putting out? Their debt, their stocks, this and that. Who's buying it? Well, if you look at the actual data, it shows you the two biggest buyers by far, by far, is the Bank of Japan, the Central Bank of Japan, and their own pension fund. So it's basically the government and the Central Bank buying it all. If you want to know what the Federal Reserve intends on doing, this is it right here. They're buying ETFs. They're buying everything. I don't know what the, I haven't looked at all the nuances of the, the programs at, at the time of this recording, but previously they're buying all the ETFs, they're buying all of the, you know, the, the bonds, buying everything that they can get their hands on. In fact, they made that commitment. They said that specifically. And there's a quote in here that I want, just want to show you. Look, Japan's case is different from that elsewhere. And until they see some kind of wage growth or service prices rising, they're not going to easily move on from monetary policy. They're saying, until we get inflation, we're going to pump more money. And you see the currency being devalued significantly. That's what's been going on. When the peg eventually breaks, markets are going to get hit hard. Japan is currently a source of ultra-cheap financing in a world of rising rates, and with a currency that is only going one way down. If both res uh, reverse at once, ouch. 
So I'm interested to see what happens with Japan. I'll keep you up to date. All I wanted to note here is that you cannot get away with printing money forever. This is very clear and evident in the example of Japan. Say what you want, but you can see what's happening with their currency today as the world is basically going through a tightening cycle. They're saying, no, no, no. We don't want any part of it. We're not even looking at that. I mean, they... I think I read a quote that said that, you know, we'll do whatever it takes, meaning tightening or loosening in this case. Uh, it's going to be not very good, okay? Think the Fed's job is hard? At least the U.S. Federal Reserve can concentrate on fighting inflation. In Japan and Europe, the central banks are battling the markets, not merely price rises. That's leading to some very strange, even contradictory policies. So you can see here what's happening. It's, to me, an extreme situation. There will be so many different books written about 2020 and beyond. Hopefully they start in September of 2019. Everybody on this channel knows what I'm talking about. September 17th, if I remember correctly. 2019, big day, huge day. Covered it every single day to the point where I had people saying, I'm out of here, buddy. Don't want to hear the same thing every day. Now, if you look at what's going on here with the CPI, to me, this shows us how extreme things can be. Really. I wanted to note something. You could see this is 1970, okay? So we have this initial bout of inflation. Inflation is going crazy. CPI at 12.5%. Things are heating up. Okay, what do we do? All right, let's get that back down. Great, but things heated up again and went even higher, the CPI hitting nearly 15%. And then they had to force a recession, a very painful one, and that really changed things for so many years. Now, it became very smart to invest in equities this whole time. You had inflation levels, as they measure them, declining. Okay, so they said, hey, we can just keep this policy up. But now things have really changed, haven't they? Can you blame this on the supply chain? Could you blame it on, you know, price gouging? Could you blame it on, you know, the sky being blue or, you know, kittens and unicorns? You could, but you're missing the overarching theme, the thesis of the money GPS. And that is when you print currency, uh, unlimited amounts, it will come back to smack you in the back of the head or whatever you want to analogy you want to use on that, all right? Speaking of inflation, look at what's going on today. I think this is absurd and I want you to let me know in the comments below what you think of this. Global natural gas flow. So as we see, there's many, many problems between Russia and Europe. This has become a big issue. Uh, you know, we're, we're closing the pipeline down. You're blocking that pipeline. We're having trouble on this pipeline. We're sh shutting down operations. Um, you know, so many different things. Companies saying this, you hear from that side, you hear from this side, it's all crazy. So what's happening? Well, the United States says, all right, we'll just send our gas to Europe. What I find is weird because so you're going to spend all that energy to dig it up out of the ground, make that happen, then put it onto a ship, the flotillas, 
head over to Europe, using all that energy to then take it there so that they can use the energy. It just seems like a very wasteful process when that energy should be used within the United States. It just seems like something more logical. And the only reason I say that, the only reason, is because the prices of natural gas in the United States and all over have skyrocketed. So you would think that you would want more of a supply if you wanted to keep the price down. It was seemed to me almost, maybe, just maybe, that there is something happening on top of all of this and deciding and dictating where the flows go. And maybe they are the ones putting pressure on these individual companies and corporations at the highest levels. No, it couldn't be. It couldn't be. I, I, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Kathy Wood warns that the Fed are ignoring dangerous signals as it plows ahead with draconian. This is Kathy Wood. Draconian rate hikes. I mean, what is it right now? I forgot. I'm, I'm, I'm in between 1.5 to 2%, something like that. Um, I can't believe I... It's escaping my mind right now because I'm thinking of the July raise and where they are. But anyway, let's just say 2% even. Draconian? Are you kidding me? It is ignoring the deflationary and de uh, dangerous signals. Consumer senti sentiment is lower today than it was during the previous cycles. Yeah, absolutely. But why, Kathy? Why? It's because of what they did in the previous years. 1980 up until today. If you want to look at it, you know, the 70 cycles. If you're going to ignore that, well, then you're never going to see the truth. That's just the way it is. But I'm glad you're here. You want to know the truth. You're with me. I know you're aware of all this information. Hit that thumbs up to, su to support the channel. Um, I hope you, some people don't get the money GPS, but I hope you do. Because there's a method to my madness. You know, the titles, the thumbnails and all that, it's all fun. It's, you know, whatever. Um, but, you know, I, I, there's a reason why I cover all these things and these are all in order. And, I, and you don't see, what you don't see here is the fact that I had 50 different articles and charts and you get, you know, 10 or 12 or whatever it might be. Because, you know, there's a way, there's a flow in my head that I try to bring out. Some days I do better than others on the delivery. That's that's the way it goes. So, anyway, I hope you appreciate the new layout. Let me go. Here we go. Little layout. I cleaned up the place. It was triggering a bunch of people. And so I thought, hey, why not make it a little bit better? Still stick with the, with the same vibe, but, you know, clean up the house a little bit. So I had to pay some cash to make that happen. I hope you appreciate it. Let me know what you think. I think it's pretty cool. It looks nice. It's a little bit brighter, the lights, and the back is uh, like less you know, worn down or whatever you want to call it. So I hope you appreciate that. I wanted to do my best to, you know, if, if it's going to cost me a little bit of cash, I'll do that to make everybody, uh, you know, more enjoyable in, in any way possible. Okay. So uh, one quick note, I'm going to make a specific video about the jobs, positions, or whatever you want to call it, 
that are going to be available soon enough so that I can kind of put it into one email address. I'll tell you the email address I want everybody to, to sort of send your work, your portfolio, whatever it is, so that uh, I can kind of go through them because I'm, I'm sure there's going to be a few. So that's it. Thank you very much. Hit that thumbs up. I'll see you on the next one. Take care.